At the moment, the comfort and power of a great on-screen story has never been bigger. Enjoy Esther McCarthy's guide with a glass of the legendary Casiero del Diablo. Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini return for the hugely popular black comedy Dead to Me, with series two debuting on Netflix. Filmed in Ireland, Cam with Horses is one of the most visceral and powerful crime thrillers I've seen. Starring Cosmo Jarvis and Barry Keoghan, it tells of one man's dangerous struggle with divided loyalties. Olivia Wilde and Kathy Bates are among the incredible supporting cast in Richard Jewell, the true story of how a security guard became the FBI's top suspect. Stay home and stay safe. Always drink responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie. All right, I'm Gary. This is awesome. And we are Midwest Mics coming back at you live from the Uclick TV studios right here inside the High V Arena, which as you can see today is it's dark behind us. They got the lights off, but uh, they are getting ready to attempt to reopen here in just a few weeks. So that's exciting news. Things are getting closer. We're inching, uh, we're inching closer to uh, getting back to somewhat of a normal uh, resemblance of life uh, uh, post uh, kind of quarantine. Um, you know, be, there'll be kind of strict guidelines on, on how many people we can have. And, you know, I work in the restaurant industry, so there's, uh, there'll be very specific guidelines for us, uh, for how many people we can let in. And, uh, it's unfortunate that we have to do this stuff, but, you know, I think these guidelines are set in place for, for a good reason. Um, so, you know, so we're inching back to, uh, to kind of a normal life, which is exciting and we're excited, um, have you watched any uh, Korean baseball? I have not yet. <laughs> I have not, but I did see that ESPN is going to start playing some of those games. I, you know what? And uh, I actually saw. Uh, I was on Twitter, and there was a super positive reaction to that because everyone's just like, "Yeah, let's just we want to watch." Um, you know, people love, especially sports. You know, sports fans love. Sports fans love sports. I mean, you know, that's what I'm saying. But we, you know, we're uh, you know, we're hungry for it. So if any kind of – and Korean baseball is actually pretty decent. It goes like U.S., Japan, and then Korea. Um, so they have some guys. And the thing is, if it's on, uh, if it's on during the day when, I, when I'm, you know, I'm cleaning the house or I'm watching Mason, I'll put it on. Yeah. Why not? A little, I mean, a little something something. Yeah, I haven't – like it's not like I haven't – like I've been skipping it. I just – you know, I haven't – I don't know for sure when they're on. And, you know, I've been uh, knee-deep in the Jordan documentary and yes. doing prep for today's show. Uh, not only that, but, um, you know, another show that's going to be on Uclick TV when we finish up, starting at 1 o'clock with some high school coaches and talking about the impact of COVID there. But uh, let's go ahead and bring in our guest today. Um, Dr. Brandon Martin is the activities director for the Kansas City Ruse. Uh, you know, I, I still want to stay – I still want to say UMKC all the time, but it's now the Kansas City Ruse. So I've got to uh, change my vernacular. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City Athletics is um, that that's our our new branding. Um, And it's a way for the folks throughout Kansas City to have ownership over um, their only Division One team. And so um, it's been well received by our fans. It's been well received by our donors. Uh, It's been well received by folks on campus. And so we're we're really excited about it it's uh it's really been um successful with our new efforts with apparel um with some of the uh merchandise that we try and sell at our games um and online and um i think it's it's really has some some traction within the city so we're really proud of it yeah and you were a big part of you know getting this uh, uh, rebranding process started and done. And, you know, I, I'm one of the people I really like the new logo, uh, you know, and being in Kansas city most of my life, um, you know, it's just, uh, anytime, you know, you hear a rebranding, you're always kind of like, ah, what's going on. But when I, when I saw the new stuff come out, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of it personally. And I know my co-host is as well. He's a, he's an alumni of, uh, UMKC. 
Yeah, I was gonna wear my awesome. uh, I was gonna wear my UMKC sweatshirt today, but unfortunately, uh, it does not it doesn't fit me anymore. I was a little bit you know, I was a little <laughs> smaller uh, when okay. I went to that's, school. That's okay. We can, we can take care of you, and you know, even better than that, you can join the Rue Athletic Fund. So how about that? I I like that. You know, I love yeah. You know, I I I want to piggyback off what Gary's talking about. I love the uh, the rebranding, and I love the new logo. Um, I think it's awesome. Uh, big old strong. Uh, Rue, and he's just, and it's just, it looks, you know, it's just, it looks great. Um, real quick, uh, I actually am curious what goes into actually, what all goes into like deciding like this is the logo, this is what we're going with. Yeah, well, it it, it all started with um, setting the priorities on on change and elevation, um, and how we could build a championship program and that was focused on comprehensive excellence. And one critical piece of that was our branding efforts. And so we partnered with a group out of Norman, Oklahoma, uh, Old Hat Creative. Um, That team has been tremendous um, with helping us carve out uh, the best images, the best branding, and uh, the best messaging uh, to our fans and to our, our stakeholding groups. And so it was a four month process, which is, um, if I have to say a bit more accelerated than um, some other universities, but it was imperative for us to get, get off to a good start uh, to prove to our alumni, to prove to our student athletes and provide some hope of elevation and change as we uh, as we try and reach some of the goals that we have within our department. We could tell um, how the, how we could tell that that attitude was kind of coming in when we had coach, uh, what's the, what's the coach, coach Donlin. We had coach Donlin. We get, we could tell that uh, it was just kind of a different, uh, kind of a different mindset and, and going forward just with, since, since I went there, I graduated uh, 2005 um, so a lot of things have changed, uh, especially the campus. Uh, a lot different, um, a lot new, a lot, a lot of new buildings, and and just it looks really, really nice down there. And I could see some of those changes going on um, when I was there. And uh, so I mean, I applaud all your guys' efforts with all that stuff. And and the cool thing about rebranding is that it, we know for a fact that it does work. Um, a really big case in point is also here in Kansas City uh, from the uh, Kansas City Wizards rebranding to Sporting KC uh, when they took the you know Sporting KC and put that name and just uh, it works it 100% works and so I'm I'm really happy to see uh, how this all turned out. Uh, real quick, what's the uh, what's the polo you have on? Is that is that also uh, with you? Get what what are you wearing right there? Yes, this is one of our uh, secondary marks, and you can see that. KC interlock there, and it has ruse. You probably can't see it from there, but it has ruse there. And um, that's what you would see if you come to our North Lobby, come to one of our um, uh, men's basketball, women's basketball, or women's volleyball competitions, you'll see that right in the center of the North Lobby. So um, once fans enter the North Lobby, that's one of the first things that they see they see Kansas City. And and we did that strategically because we want all of our fans to really garner um, and rally around Kansas City because we are Kansas City's only Division One team. And so um, I felt uh, for this interview here uh, that it was uh, appropriate for me to show off this because I wasn't sure if you guys had seen it. Um, and this is something that we we've put out um, to uh, throughout Kansas City, uh, whether you're a donor, whether you're an alum, whether you're a, a, a 14, 15, 16 year old uh, kid um, who really is curious about Kansas City, but really doesn't um, really have a knowledge of the branding or been exposed to anything athletic related in terms of. The, the new logo with the new Rue are the the Casey interlock. So we're we're extremely proud of it. It's been um, it's been well received by folks on campus, and we're excited about it. 
Dr. Martin, uh, the weekend where uh, Kansas City Roos played K-State and KU, uh, the girls played over at Municipal, the boys played over at um, um, the Sprint Center. What a great weekend that was. Uh, kudos to you for getting that going. You know, KU's a tough opponent any day, any time. Um, and, uh, you know, for uh, Coach Donlin to have to face that his first year, handled that quite well, enjoyed the pregame interview we had with him. Uh, post-game press conference and then our interview that we had with him here on the Midwest Mics. Uh, he, he expressed some plans to do something like that again. How did it work out that you had both those teams, uh, K-State and KU girls and boys, um, and on the same day? That had to be kind of tough to get done, didn't, wasn't it? Well, it was, it was extremely challenging because we have a lean um, event management staff, a lean external team. Um, the game with the, the women's team was was already uh, secured, um, but the, the, the men's game was something that I worked with the administration at KU to get done. I felt it was imperative to do for several reasons. Uh, number one, um, it was at the Sprint Center, um, which I knew that we would, we would get um, a, a good number of KU fans there um, but also a good number of recruits um, at the Sprint Center, a good number of rural alums who will come to the game and be curious about it. Um, and um, that would be sort of the first exposure to our new team. It would be the first exposure to Billy. And one of the things as an athletics director that you want security in is you, you want to know that you have the right guy leading your your men's basketball program. And it's, it's no question that we have the right guy. And that game was pivotal. And, and, and if you can remember the game, we were in the game in the first you know, about 18 minutes. And Billy had a great strategy going in. And um, the second half was a different story. But I considered that a victory because there was so many eyeballs on our team. And it also gave our team uh, a sense of how tough they would have to play um, in the WAC conference. But it also gave them confidence that uh, they were positioned for success. Uh, do we have uh, three or four guys who are six, nine and up? No, we don't. But one of the things that Coach Donlin coaches um, and preaches each day is intensity um, and, and controlling what you can control. And as a former basketball player, um, I understand that if you can control what you can control, uh, which is effort, uh, which is discipline, making sure that you're running your sets and um, really having a heightened level of confidence, you can win the game. And so I considered that that opportunity with KU a success, even though we didn't win the game. Yeah, it was a you know, like you said, it was a great opportunity for for you and and your staff and um, you know, Coach Donlin and his staff to experience you know, kind of playing in the Sprint Center, a larger venue, and, and those things, and you know, the challenges that that come along with that. So, we applaud the the effort that you have put in to you know, Casey Ruse Athletics to to do the rebranding, to hire the right people uh, in the coaching positions, and then give them the opportunity to, to lead their teams. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Yeah. And, um, you know, moving on kind of from there, you know, we're, while we're on basketball, you know, the, the women's team this year had, had a fantastic year, not to take anything away from the men's team, but the, the women's year, the women's team, you know, went, went in the conference and, looking to go to the, the conference tournament and, you know, make some noise and possibly win the conference tournament and earn a bid to the national tournament. All that got taken away, you know, due to the COVID-19 crisis. Kind of how did um, you take the news and, and where were you when you found out and how did you break that to your coaching staffs? Yeah, well, first and foremost, I want to give kudos to uh, uh, J.C., and her staff for the tremendous job that they did this season. Also want to give uh, credit to the student athletes um, who, who played 
uh, tremendous the entire year. Um, enough for us to win a regular season title and on the brink of winning um, a conference championship. Um, we made history, uh, which is great. In terms of your question, in terms of wh where I was, I was in Las Vegas at the WAC tournament in a athletic director's uh, chancellor's president's meeting where we had to make a decision uh, related to COVID-19 on if we were going to play or if we were going to discontinue the tournament. And um, uh, obviously, um, we voted uh, not to have the tournament. I felt like it was the best decision, um, not only for Kansas City Athletics, but for um, for all uh, WAC members. Um, we had so many um, questions at that time um, and, and, and so many unknowns, you know, about what COVID-19 uh, was and, and is. I, I think we, we we're a lot more educated now, uh, still with a few more questions, but um, we felt it was the best interest of our student athletes um, in our athletic program, not not to continue. And uh, as you saw, some of the major conferences they they uh, really took the same position on that. Um, and so you know you you you're it's bittersweet because we made history uh, first time making it to the NC two A tournament. Um, but at the same time. It's my job as the director of athletics to protect my student athletes and, and my program uh, the best way possible. As a high school coach myself, you know, as all that was coming down, I mean, it's definitely looking back, it was definitely the right decision that was made, you know, not only by you, but um, your peers and then in, in other conferences, it was the right thing to do. And then as we kind of moved forward, then the conversation kind of went to, well, what are we going to do? about our spring athletics and, and our spring sports and competitions, uh, you know, so when, when did those conversations for you and the other athletic directors in, in the WAC start happening? Yeah, well, it was, it was almost immediate um, because it was a lot more than just the WAC basketball tournament. It was about how do we move forward? Um, how do we best protect our student athletes? How do we, protect the athletics department um, and uh, most importantly how do we protect the university and and um, at that time uh, it was so much information that we didn't have and so uh, the best course of action is always to lean on the NC2A for their leadership and their guidance and, and we we patiently waited on that um, as we move forward and so much of this has been legislated and um, geared to provide the student athletes who abruptly had their seasons discontinued. And as a former student athlete, I put myself in that seat. If, um, if, if I didn't have a chance to maximize my opportunity um, and to be able to move forward, you know, I would want um, you know, uh, another year. Um, to to have that that student athlete experience uh, and not have it cut off. So my position is is that it's the it, it's the best uh, best thing to do to provide those spring student athletes um, another year. If if that's something that they would want to uh, take advantage of, um, I think it's I think it's the right thing to do. Now there are some uh, financial um, uh, impact on our department with that, but um, but I, I I firmly believe it's the best thing to do. Yeah, we know it's not a it, it's probably one of the more uh, probably the one of the most difficult decisions uh, you guys have all had to make. I know I really myself I wouldn't want to be uh, you know in charge of making all that. It's it's a lot to decide um, that for everybody. Yeah. Um, so how does that work? Does that give so do the the students have another just another year of el eligibility, and they get to so they so say that maybe they go and they they 
pursue like the masters or something? How does that all, or is that all laid out yet? Yeah. Or are we, are we still kind of working on that? Well, I think it's, it, it's case by case. Right. And so, um, it's, it's a conversation with each head coach. Um, some student athletes will say, Hey, you know, I want to come back, but you'll be shocked. We have a, a, a great number of student athletes who want to move on with their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to move on and they want to get a job. They want to go to grad school. They, they've had to have this dual life for uh, over 10, 12 years of their, their lives where they've had to be students, they've had to be athletes, and they don't want that pressure. Um, and so they want to move on with their lives. And so it's case by case. Um, some student athletes want to come back, some don't. And so uh, there's continuous discussions with the head coaches. Uh, there's discussions with, with the administration on, on the best way to move forward. But um, where if there is a student athlete who wants to move on in um, one of the spring sports, we're, we're going to make sure that, that we provide that opportunity with the understanding that if they have completed their uh, four-year degree, that they would have to transition into to, um, some type of graduate program. We're so fortunate um, at uh, Kansas City Athletics that, you know, our cumulative GPA is, is hovering around a 3.4. Uh, so we have some really bright kids who, um, if they had to apply to a graduate program, it wouldn't be much of a problem. And I'll go ahead and throw my uh, shameless plug for, I went to the Henry Block Business School. I'll throw my plug out there. Their MBA program is amazing. Um, another thing I want to yeah. say about the Henry Block Business School is that the one, it's one reason to go to you to uh, uh, to go to UMKC where I went. It's it's so tied into Kansas City, and it's so I wouldn't say it's easy to get great internships, but it you just have professors in there that have been have a lot of ties um, to businesses in KC, and also a lot of real world experience. So. Any athlete thinking about going for the NBA, I would highly encourage them to go ahead uh, and and just stick with the the, uh, the business school. Is my person you know, that's, that's my personal experience, but from what every, everybody I've heard that's done grad programs, um, they love their time there, and I love my time there. So I'm gonna go ahead and you know I'll just plug that a little bit. I I think it's it's great. I mean, it's a great place to stay. It's a great place to get re- like I said, real world experience uh, working in KC. So a little plug there. There's, there's no. There, there's no question about it. In fact, uh, maybe there's a a note that uh, you both didn't know, but but I'm an executive in residence in the Block uh, School of Management. So, uh, what Dean Kloss and I are working on right now is a is a uh, a cohort of of professionals throughout Kansas City uh, who work in the sports industry uh, who want to. Um, acquire the, the, the skill sets that's needed to elevate in their careers and, and be that next uh, vice president or be that next CEO. And, and if you think about Kansas City, it's such a passionate sports town. And this is a program that, um, that I think would, would really flourish um, in, in the block school. And so I've, I've had some very productive conversations with Dean Kloss um, and also um, the uh, Kansas City uh, Sports Commission uh, where I'm, a, I'm on the board uh, uh, and, and have worked with Kathy Nelson on trying to build a, a, a legitimate sports uh, program within the block school. So I think that's, that's one of the next opportunities that we have even beyond outside of Kansas City Athletics. And I'm kind of glad that we got outside the realm of athletics, uh, you know, because you know, and, and I try to preach to the high school kids all the time that it doesn't matter how good you are, you have to take care of your business in the classroom and see even, you know, at, at the Division One level at KC Athletics, you know, you're talking about a, a team GPA of 3.4, uh, you know, and just that means your athletes are taking care of their business in the classroom 
as well as you know on on the playing field or the court or um, whatever sport they compete in. So uh, again, uh, more kudos to you and and that department on that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, our our team works extremely hard um, with making sure that we position our student athletes for success. Um, we we have a lean staff, but but we have a lot of quality people, um, and so. Uh, we're we're really thrilled that that's one of the pride points that we can put out nationally, not just throughout Kansas City, but nationally. Uh, there's not many uh, Division One athletic departments that can say, um, you know, you give that they have a 3.4 uh, GPA um, amongst all their student athletes. So that's that's a pride point. That's something that we 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 really um, hold dear to us. And uh, kudos to all of the folks who, who work in academic services um, and, and who lead that unit. And, you know, I want to kind of transition uh, back to we were talking about, you know, the, the spring sports and some of those student athletes, you know, staying on and, and they're going to take advantage of the extra year of eligibility. How is that going to affect the incoming freshmen um, that – that may have had a scholarship offer, you know, for next year. And just how, how is all that working together? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's in concert with a lot of the, the NC two way um, rulings um, in terms of scholarship caps and, and that sort of thing. But, you know, one of the things we, we, we want to do is, is we want to do both. Uh, we want to honor the scholarships that, that we've been committed to. Uh, the student athletes that have been committed to selective sports, but we also want to honor the uh, the seniors who um, who were robbed of mm-hmm. an experience, and so um, we have to work out the numbers on that um, to best fit the program. But our goal is to make sure that we provide the best student athlete experience for the incoming student athlete and also that student athlete that was robbed of an experience. Yeah. Has the NCAA, uh, have they said anything about maybe increasing numbers that teams can carry to account for that? Yeah. yeah that that's in the process right now. Okay. Um, and, and we're still seeking uh, clarification on that. Um, there's, there, there's, there's such a, a wide array of topics that are going on right now within NC2A from name image likeness to honoring, um, you know, scholarships for, for spring student athletes, um, on down to if have false. So th- there's, there's such a wide, um, array of decisions that have to be made right now. And we're just, we're just trying to be as fluid as we can um, and and really take the lead from the NC2A. I was saying we know that's not easy um, to try to make decisions during this, especially when uh, it seems like when you, you described it as fluid, and I was actually just talking about that earlier, the situation is like that. Uh, numbers change every day. Uh, cases change every day. Dates are re- reopening. Um, I w- actually, so I work restaurant restaurant industry. We were going to open on the third, and now we were. Then we were opening on the fifteenth, and now we're opening on the tenth. And even then, yeah. it could still change. And so, just for, yeah. with you guys having to deal with all of that, I mean, we know that every day it's it, there's something new going on. Um, so, mm-hmm. I want to say again, kudos to you guys for having to make uh, the tough choices, and, and I think you guys have all done a great job uh, with doing that. So, thank you for doing well, that for you. us. Yeah, it's it's. I know it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's you know it's been a challenge um, in in this period. But one of the things that we've remained true to is our core values and and our mission of comprehensive excellence. Um, there's so much that you can learn through a season of discovery, um, and so you know I've, I've challenged my, my my leadership team um, to really start to think outside of the box. You know, I've really tried to hold hands and, and, and put my arms around a lot of um, our middle 
managers um, and um, graduate assistants and really value their impact in our athletics department. Uh, I think that's critically important. Morale is, is, is really one of the top priorities for us. Uh, we understand that there's, there's cuts, there's, uh, there's tough decisions that's being made, but one of the things that we can continue to do is we can remain a family and we can remain uh, focused on our goal of comprehensive excellence. And one thing that, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily think of when, when they're thinking of all these seasons being canceled is the um, impact to the university and the financial impact that that, that can take on your department. Um, so can you speak a little bit to that and how you guys are, are handling that? Yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're fortunate um, – to some degree that, that we're not a football school. Um, some of the football schools, they, they're gonna have a heavier impact and they have to look at it through a different lens. For us, we've, uh, we've had to make some pretty significant uh, cuts going into fiscal year 21. And given that, um, you know, we're gonna have to sort of reshape and reconfigure and redesign what success looks like. Not at the detriment um, of the student athlete experience. And so everything that we do has to be about creating the best student athlete experience as possible. Um, given the, those budget cuts, you know, we, we're gonna have to still position our teams for success. And we still have to ha have a high precedent for excellence. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I do want to give a plug uh, to my head coaches. My head coaches have been tremendous in this process. They've been patient. Um, they've been uh, engaged. Uh, they've been supportive and team players and some of the things that we've had to do to make this work. Yeah, and something that helps uh, that, that we could tell uh, with, with how you guys do is everybody, even before all this, you guys had a really, um, I'm going to say this, you guys already have been setting a foundation for a long-term mindset. Um, so yeah. I think when you guys were, the way, the way you guys were thinking and planning anyways, um, it really kind of helps that everybody was already on the same page as far as wanting to build a program up when you face something like this. Everybody's already still on the same page. Um, so it's awesome to see how you guys have really um, looked at this and, and, and are, are doing the best job you can. So um, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm feeling really proud right now um, that I graduated um, from there. And, and I love to see all, all the ways that you guys are just moving forward. It's, it's amazing to me. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. And and when we put these plans together, it was it was all about people like you. Um, you know, who you're proud. You're you're a proud alum. And athletics should be a, a critical piece of that. Um you coming to the Swinney Center um and being able to buy a T shirt with the new roof buy a cap and, 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 you know, I'm not sure if you have a family or not, but bring your kids or significant other and, and, and be able to come and, and, and have a great fan experience. That's what all of our alums deserve. And so we might not, you know, be um, the number one team in the conference yet, but one of rest assured, uh, we want all of our alums to be able to come to the Swinney center and come to our athletic events and be proud alums. Uh, we started a um, program called the Rue Legends. And the Rue Legends is a program for former student athletes uh, to be engaged with our current student athletes, particularly our, our seniors who are exiting and, and going out into the working world and, and have them be mentors and guides and teachers uh, for them. And, and in my opinion, 
every student athlete is a legend, not just the ones who, who had uh, all conference or all American, every former student athlete is, is a real legend. And, 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 and we're really proud of that. And we're starting a leadership series, uh, I believe this week, uh, for our student athletes. And so that's just a, a form of engagement that we're really proud about. Dr. Martin, um, Jim Bly back here. Um, my, uh, my daughter's a senior. I know what she's going through. She's a senior at UMKC, Kansas City Bruce, um, not an athlete, but I got to talk about that girls' program a little bit more. Um, JC had a real big chance of going deep into the tournament. We had two really great teams, one D, D2, Dreary, which probably was going to win a national championship, and then the Kansas City Lady Bruce. Um, you know how how did how are those seniors on that team handling it? I mean, have you, have you had to have some? Is, is there been any need for any counseling? Or I mean, that's a tough situation. I mean, that's a once in a lifetime dream for JC, and hopefully it's not once in a lifetime. Hopefully she can can continue that. And it's but it's a tough tough task to have that team where they were at this year, and to be able to have a chance at possibly a national title. Yeah. Yeah, well, again, kudos to, to JC and her leadership on how she's she's managed the situation. Um, we had some great seniors that that have left an indelible mark on uh, on that program and institution. Um, but they've they've handled it with grace. They've handled it with class and JC, and that's all that's all the credit to to, to Coach JC. And, um, you know, she's competitive um, and um, she's been a great leader. Um, and, and I can't say how proud I am of the young women in that program um, who have gone through the journey with her. Um, some with her and some, some are new, but there's quite a few that have gone through the journey with her um, as she's brought our program to, to prominence. Have you have you been able to schedule uh, uh, Mizzou and Robin uh, bringing her Tigers back into uh, the House of the Roots? I don't know. I don't know if they really want to come back to uh, <laughs> to the community center. Uh, but um, you, you know, one of the things that I would like to say is that you know we are transitioning to the Summit League uh, from the WAC, which is going to present a, a tremendous opportunity. For not only JC but but for Billy and some of our other head coaches, and so we're excited about the opportunity to establish a, a, a strong fan base where fans can travel from Kansas City to some of the the uh, cities within. So um, have our student athletes have more time for academics, um, and to have more efficiencies within our athletics department so we're excited to to be uh, new members in, in summit league and and we'll be ready to compete all right and uh we'll say this one thing we do like to kind of end our interviews with is a very uh it's a really really difficult question uh it's really tough um but i think you're i think you're going to be able to handle it what is your favorite barbecue place in kc <laughs> well, I'm going to I'm going to preface um, this with the fact that you know I've been doing quite a bit of cooking lately in this um, pandemic, so I've had a grill out on my patio. This that's not bad. Okay, so I just just want to say that. All right. All so right. when's okay. the invite for okay. for us I'm over here? You click. Well, hey, you guys are invited anytime. Social hey, distance. I, I just wanted to I just wanted to put that out there. Okay. All right. Okay. So All yo, right. real quick. So we'll do what we'll do is we'll do a live coaches roundtable show from your backyard. We'll help you cook, but then and man, that sounds yeah. amazing. And then to we got to bring my, Mayor Q in too, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Might as well. But I'm, I'm a huge Q39 fan. Wow. Okay. Q39. And what's the uh, uh, what's the I'm dish? A, what's the go-to dish? I'm huge. You know, the chicken wings are are are, are really good, uh, and the um, they have some links there that are 
that, that are awesome. Uh, I like their sauce. I like the ambiance there. Um, and my family really enjoys uh, Q39. So um, that's, and, and maybe I'm a bit partial because when I first took over the, the job um, at UMKC, I lived in Westport. And so it was very close for me to, to go over there and grab some, some bites. So okay. here's, here's Q, one for Q39. you. I, um, I like when, when people say Q39, um, I like to say this. I really want to tell you about it because you know Darren Smith over at 810, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're over at the big three, and uh, Darren brings in Gates for Doctor J and you know Ice and all the all the all the all the crew over there and into the into their locker room and the green room and all that. And um, so uh, the media ask um, Drew Gooden, well, "What's his favorite barbecue?" Because you know he played at KU, and he goes, "Man, it's Q thirty nine Gates. You've let me down, man. Q thirty nine and and Darren's over there going berserk." Because he had just <laughs> brought this, all this gates in. But um, yeah. that was the most tweeted uh, tweet that day when Drew said that. And I never did get a free mail from Q39 for, for tweeting it. But, um, I, you know. So he's still, maybe, so maybe, he's still maybe, fishing for one now. I'm still fishing for one now. But that was funny, though. That was, that was a fun experience over at the Sprint Center. Yeah. As long as, as well as with you. And uh, it was a great day. Um, so I really enjoyed that. It was. KU, it was Bruce a good day. day. Well, yeah, Doctor Martin, um, we're gonna we're gonna let you go, but I got, we want to. I got one more. For oh, you. you got one more? Yeah, I think this needs okay. to become a, the second question. Okay, Jim, what do um, you got? Okay. The, the last dance. What's your favorite moment so far? Well, I, I just want to say it's epic television. Um, the, the, the best moment, man. There's, there's so many. There's so many. I think the, I think one of the best moments was when um, the the late Kobe Bryant, um, another hero of ours, gave credit to Jordan, and he said, "What you're seeing from me is from him." And I think for so long we had so much speculation about uh, him emulating. Michael Jordan and um, taking so much from him, but he, he never verbalized it. And we knew that it was some sort of uh, big brother, little brother relationship there, but to see that on tape and film was huge, was huge. So I think that was one of my, my, my better moments in the last dance. So are you as big a fan of Chicago um, Bulls as uh, your, your head basketball coach? I'm a I'm a bigger fan of Billy. I, 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 I'm a I'm a Billy. I, I'm just you know, and I know he he's a Chicago guy, but I'm a big fan of Billy. Uh, what he's about, um, his passion uh, for for his craft, his passion for for his kids and his program, and his passion for Kansas City, um, and his commitment to what we're trying to build. And so I think you all would agree that in short order, uh, he's proven that he's the right person um, that we need um, at Kansas City Athletics. And it's only going to get better. Well, it's uh, only going to get better. Speaking of, um, um, we had your soccer coach on and we called that show, particular show, um, Rue Blue Friday. And um, that's something over at Uclick we would love to do. Um, maybe take it around town, um, different sports bar, something. Call it Rue Blue Friday. Yeah. Maybe have it on the court here at, at, at Uclick TV. Mm-hmm. I know you got uh, you know, over at Hyvie Arena. I know you guys use Hyvie Arena a lot for your track and field team. I have missed them seeing them around here uh, this past season. But uh, uh, but we would love to talk to you about in the Midwest. Mike's hosting Rue Blue Friday, and you know you got your perfect Rue over there in Austin. So. Um, if you're interested, we would love to have those conversations. I would, I will welcome that. Um, let's do that sooner than later. Uh, there's going to be a lot to talk about from now until we get answers on how we proceed. And, uh, you know, let's, let's find a way to make it happen. All right. Well, sounds good to me. Have a, have a, um, 
uh, 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 Mr. Waller get a hold of us. Okay, I can do that. Well, Dr. Martin, again, thank you for your time today. I know that uh, even though there's no athletics currently going on, you're still very busy, you know, finding out how, how fluid the situation is and, and what your, your coaches can do and, and when they can do it and get athletics reopened. So we, we appreciate your time, and we like what you're doing uh, for Kansas City Athletics. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, really appreciate your support with that. And uh, look forward to, to us uh, forging a, a partnership moving forward. Um, you know, it, this, has been, this has been a blast to do and appreciate the opportunity. All right. Well, thank you again to Dr. Brandon Martin, the athletic director for the Kansas City Ruse, uh, joining us today on the show and just talking a little bit about, you know, the impact of COVID and the things that he has uh, done to rebrand Kansas City Athletics and to get them in the spotlight here in Kansas City. So uh, another great interview, man. This is, I mean, wow. Yeah, was that was good, and uh, I'll tell you what I am pretty uh, I'm pretty fired up right now uh, to go to a basketball game <clears throat> whenever it comes back, and so you know I, I'm pumped up like like uh, you know I can't say it enough. I actually, I mean, it, it makes me feel more proud um, that I graduated uh, from UMKC uh, just to see uh, just the foundation being built for what looks like it's going to be a really really great athletic program. And uh, like I said, I plugged the business school hardcore because every single one of my professors had real-world experience, and it literally was you – know, so it's not easy to get good grades there, but what it is, it's kind of fun because the professors are into it, and a lot – I mean, a lot of the, the things you're dealing with are real-world case studies, and it's not just some um, – it's not just some professor that is uh, – has re- read this all in a book and has a – you know, has done a dissertation. These guys have – actually worked out there in the uh, a lot of these guys have worked out in the uh, in the industries that they're teaching there whether it's finance or marketing or uh, you know any other things so I'm plugging the UMKC hard and I really love the way like the direction it's going in so it's awesome yeah you know coach Donlin's been on the show now Dr. Martin's been on the show Plus, we've had JC here yep yep you've you've had uh, JC on you click and I got to cover that Mizzou game. Yeah, and the uh, awesome. <laughs> I, you know I wanna... the soccer coach. I was here when yep. when he was in yep. um, for that show. So, you know, Rue Blue Friday. I, I think sounds like something that that would be pretty cool. You know, uh, obviously during the fall would be tough for me to, you know, do something every Friday. I got I got a little something else going on on Friday <laughs> evening. Well, we do it during the day. A little Friday, yeah. a little Friday night light stuff going on for Mister Gary. Uh, Anyway, lo- love the direction they're headed. Love the new logo. Big time. Uh, fantastic. I think it's, yeah, it's really Can't great. Can't say enough good things about, you know, what, what the athletic department there is doing. You know, both of – I didn't go there, but being a Kansas City guy, I, I want things in Kansas City to be the best they can. And so – Yeah, 100%. Even if I didn't go to the university, yeah. uh, just as a sports fan, if you're – I mean, it's a local Division One yeah. school. If, they're do- if their basketball program is doing well, it's, it's good. awesome. Yep. You know, everything. So, so totally um, transition to, you know, because I don't want to end the show with this, um, but I do want to say uh, rest in peace to Don Shula, who passed away earlier this week. Um, he had 342 wins in the NFL as a head coach, which is the most all time. Uh, two Super Bowl wins uh, in six appearances. Coached the only undefeated team. Uh, ever to go undefeated through the regular season and the postseason and win the Super Bowl uh, in 1972. So rest in peace to Don Shula. You know, all, all the stories and things coming out about him, just pure class. Yes. He was 90 years old. Yes. You know, so it's not – it is sad that he passed away, but, you know, he lived a full life. Yep. So big, yeah, big time. rest yeah. in peace to him and his family and – everything there uh, yeah full life uh innovator of the game mm-hmm. um, i don't think anybody's i actually haven't heard even you know living years past i haven't really i haven't heard anybody say anything bad about 
uh, Shula as far as uh, you know any coaching ability or how he treated players. You know everybody. You know everybody loved them. And then one thing that is cool every season, I think, is cool, is to see that it's uh, is it seventy two. 72 yeah, Dolphins. Yeah, 72 Dolphins. It's yeah. always kind of cool to see the 72 Dolphins, you know, pop open the champagne when the uh, last team, you know, when undefeated the loses. Yeah. I think that's cool. I think it's a really cool yeah. uh, sports tradition. And so I want to thank Don Shula for helping that come and pass because it is. It's awesome to see yeah. that happen. And then they get to, you know, the coolest one for me was they get to pop it right after the Patriots lose Super Bowl to the Giants. Uh, yeah. I, you know, they thought their, their deal was going to be broken a little bit. Didn't happen. So legend of the game, uh, Don Shula, RIP. Yep. And for those that may be wondering, uh, Bill Belichick is the closest active coach to Don Shula on wins. He has 304. So 38 wins behind Don Shula. So they're predicting that four to five years, if Belichick keeps coaching, that maybe in four to five years he could – Break that record. Yeah, um, I was, but nobody else that's active is is even, even close. Yeah, well, we'll never have another undefeated season again. I don't think. You don't, don't think, think so? I don't think that'll ever happen. Man, the, that that Patriots. I yeah, think I, I, I. I mean, I can't say never. Uh, I was that right pa- on the I XFL. Really, I mean, legit. I thought that Patriots team. Yeah, you are right on the yeah. XFL. Legit thought that Patriots team was going to do it. And when, and when you look at it, how many Hall of Famers are on that team, it's just like, dude, how did how did you lose to the Giants? But any given Sunday, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, so I will say this about Bill Belichick, um, and I, I actually think I think he will get it. It was kind of doing the, some of the numbers for four years. It's going to take him an average of like uh, he can win, have like nine, ten win seasons. If he does it in five years, he can have he can average seven, eight wins a year. Yeah. Uh, so I think he'll get it. Um, so, But we'll see. Belichick's a big-time legacy guy, and so I think I'm sure that's one of the goals that he's striving for uh, is to get there. So, Yep. Very cool. Um, also, news came out this week uh, real quick is that the border war is back in football. It's been officially announced, not till 2025. So they'll play September 6th, 2025 in Columbia. Then the following year on the 12th in Lawrence. Then they will play in thirty thirty one or twenty thirty one in Columbia on the sixth, and then again on the twelfth and thirty two in Lawrence. So four games scheduled. I know it's way out, but it did get announced this week, and so I wanted to to get that in there. Uh, KUMU football series is back. Yeah, who will be coaching? <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> joke. Yeah, no joke. We'll probably have different coaches when we get to that point. Uh, one thing I'll say is, uh, it sounds. I, I want to be positive about this. Uh, hopefully, KU's program uh, gets a little bit better. Uh, we have a long time between, you know, when that's gonna. We know we have a few years before we play yeah. these games. Because um, so I, I was just thinking, I was like, dang it, it's gonna maybe mess up our strength, misery strength of schedule a little bit. But on a positive note, super super fun. Um, really hoping that. I was really hoping that these games could figure out a way to play at Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be awesome. But I, you know, at this point, if those two teams were to play uh, today and try to do it at Arrowhead, I don't know. I, you I, don't do it at Arrowhead right now. No, I don't think it would sell out unless the tickets were dirt cheap. The, because the I'm was, like, man, it's two teams. It's KU. I don't that, even know if they, they could were, sell out the bottom bowl right now. I'm serious. You, you got to think they were, for two of the three years they were both battling for number one in the yes. yeah. I mean, yeah. they were both yeah. So in you order for young, yeah, I wasn't that. I wasn't no, that we were in young. college. I was in college. I remember. It's young. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That but is young compared to me. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's an exciting deal uh, to to see it come back. Um, one last kind of news note, Andy Dalton signed as a backup quarterback to the Cowboys, uh, 3 million guaranteed. He can earn up to seven with its incentives. Some people are going crazy saying, well, why didn't they pay Dak? They signed, they signed a backup quarterback. Andy Dalton is from Dallas. He plays at TCU or he played at TCU. So it's kind of going home for him. There's no pressure on him right now to perform. And so, I mean, I, I'm totally fine with it as a Cowboys fan. Andy Dalton getting signed to Dallas. I don't think it means anything about the Dak deal. I think they just went and got a really good backup quarterback. Uh, I have a slightly uh, different opinion on that. I do think it puts a little bit of pressure on Dak because um, I think not pressure to sign 
<clears throat> necessarily sign a contract, but pressure to just a little more pressure to play well. Uh, because the, the latest thing in the NFL has been kind of to sign um, really, really good backups. You saw Saints do it with Bridgewater. Um, you saw the uh, uh, some of these other teams have done it to put pressure on their guy, uh, Nick Foles in Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. Uh, I think it's a good signing uh, because one thing about Andy Dalton is you know people want to kind of act like he's trash, um, you know, in Cincinnati. But the thing is about Cincinnati is, and, and the Bengals basically the, the salary cap also has a salary floor, and routinely uh, Cincinnati is always at the floor. Um, and Dan- they were in a tough division, with tough division, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Yeah, for all those years, uh, Andy Dalton's never really. I mean, I saw this stuff kind of get broke down the other day, and when you think about it. Andy Dalton had AJ Green and has had some decent running backs. Mm-hmm. He's had a really, really he's had a, a great coach with uh, Marvin Lewis. Um, but one thing he's never had is a great offensive line that that some of these other good quarterbacks have or great quarterbacks have had. Right, Dak has an amazing offensive line. Um, the Chiefs have their offensive lines coming together really nice. And so I would say this: Andy Dalton maybe not always not always got a fair shake uh, being in Cincinnati, but his time definitely was up there. Um, it's time to move on, and I, I knew he would find another job. Dallas is a great fit. Um, if you and the deal is, if the thing, if the contract stuff with Dak goes really south, I don't think it will. But you do have a guy that can come in and sling. Yep. This guy's not, you know, he do, he's not horrible. And I think so he can come in and win ten games. I actually, I with this roster, I actually would agree with that. And so it's a, it, it's a little pressure. I don't think it's pressure on Dak to sign, but it is a little pressure, just which is good pressure. Yeah. That your backup actually could come in and perform. So, hey, man. Yeah. You better, better play well. Let's play well. So, so, we'll see how that goes. Yep. All right. Well, remember. We, we, we got to go. I'm out of Diet Coke. Oh, shoot. Huh? I said we got to go. I'm out of Diet Coke. Yep. Jim's out of Diet Coke. So, Emergency. remember DJ Showtime. Uh, DJ Showtime on Twitter. Instagram, DJ KC Showtime. Check him out. Longtime sponsor of the show. Uh, Purdy does a great job spinning the tunes. Um Typically, every Saturday night over in Warrensburg, once Pine Street opens up, you know, he'll be back out there probably. But anyway, hit him up. Let him know Midwest Mike sent you. Mm-hmm. Thank you again to Dr. Martin, our guest today. You know, that was one of, one of our better interviews. It was great, you know, to talk to him and hear more about the direction of Kansas City Athletics. Yeah, like I said before, I'm super pumped. Um, I was pumped when we had basketball coach on, and then uh, even more so now. It just feels like the leadership there. I mean, everything about it is is going, heading in the right direction. So awesome interview, and thanks again for coming on the show. Yep. So I'm Gary. And this is Austin. Jim's behind the scenes, and we'll see you next week. Bank of Ireland, we want our customers and colleagues to stay safe and well. Now more than ever, it's important to know that your financial well-being is our priority. We have a range of supports available for our personal and business customers with easy online applications. Our dedicated staff are working to support you. But if you're cocooning or self-isolating at home, you can now nominate a family member or trusted friend to do your banking for you. We're also giving a 1 million euro emergency fund to support our communities right now. To find out more, visit bankofireland.com. Take care. Bank of Ireland. Bank of Ireland is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. At Bank of Ireland, we want our customers and colleagues to stay safe and well. Now more than ever, it's important to know that your financial well-being is our priority. We have a range of supports available for our personal and business customers with easy online applications. Our dedicated staff are working to support you. But if you're cocooning or self-isolating at home, you can now nominate a family member or trusted friend to do your banking for you. We're also giving a 1 million euro emergency fund to support our communities right now. To find out more, visit bankofireland.com. Take care. Bank of Ireland. Bank of Ireland is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.
15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.